What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Smoking Section. I'm your host, KJ, and on today's episode, as we work through the team roster, we're here with another Autoflower team member, Sean, from Wooden Wheel Farms. He's here to tell us a little bit about his garden and review some of the cultivars he's been growing. What's up, Sean? How's it going, man? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the show today to, to talk oh, to my us. My pleasure. My pleasure. Well, happy, uh, happy to talk to you guys. In normal fashion, man, just like everybody else. It's the smoking section, so we get a little something lit up. Uh, what did you bring to smoke uh, today? Yeah. Uh, I got this member berries um, grown locally. One of my good buddies, he's uh, really perfected his no-till soil and the living soil. And uh, the, the product that he puts out is just top notch. It really is top notch. I would, I would I would say his name, but I haven't I haven't gotten permission. So, but he really does the, the no till live soil stuff is just my preferred smoke. I'd say. Right on, man. Right on. I, I like I like it all. I've been trying to do it all. I currently have. Yep. Uh, I got living soil. I've got deep water culture cocoa. Um, I have an outdoor living soil bed. I got a little bit of everything going on right now. Today, though, That's... I uh, I'm smoking on a big doob of uh, uh, this was gummy bears from Atlas. I grew this in the DWC. It's that previous oh. harvest that I just took down. It's a really I've good been... stuff. Like really strong, really hard hitting, like right behind the eyes type of type of stone to it. Uh, oh, that sounds good. One thing I'll say about it, though, uh, that I mean. It, it's all great. I love the stuff, but uh, one thing that I would change would probably be the terpene profile on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the particular phenotype that I got um, has no kind of gummy bears, candy smell, nothing sweet mm-hmm. about it. Um, I know with a name, a name like gummy bears, that's what you're hoping for always, right? That's the well, that's, fruity. That's probably what they were aiming for. Um, they probably mm-hmm. just got a. You know, I just got a wild phenotype of it or whatever. And and it's all good. This particular Talk phenotype the uh, reminds me of, like, uh, are you familiar with, like, beefcake? Familiar with that strain? Yeah, actually, I've, I've, not not personally, but I've heard of it. Yeah, so it's it's kind of got that, like, uh, almost GMO type of funk to it. I'm uh, def- definitely, definitely familiar with the GMO. Yeah, so it's kind of GMO-like. Household things it, around kinda, here. Kind of beefy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hot garbage, some people call it. Yeah, that well, that and some fuel, but yeah, it is fuel exactly super gas. strong. That's one of my favorites. I love a GMO. Well, the GMO oh. is the uh, is the other one, the other Atlas that I grew DWC right next to it. That was uh, the I'm GMO OG. That one is oh. 100% GMO. Like it smells spot on. Uh, I would love to get my hands on some GMO crosses and stuff from Atlas. That'd be awesome. I got quite a few Atlas strains going right now, actually. Yeah, so I was going to say that's uh, going to be our uh, main topic. So, yeah, tell yeah, us about tell us about your list and how you grow, what's your method, tips, tricks. <clears throat> Give us your spiel. Yeah, so you know, I've I'm, I'm primarily an outdoor grower. Um, I've got about 15 years of experience. I've been doing it all. I mean, you know, from gorilla growing back in the day when it was illegal and the like secret plots to the, you know, now that it's legal, you know, we have a little more security and can really take our time and have a nice, nice setup. Uh, I grow 
all my stuff in 45 gallon mesh pots. All right, so you got the big setup now. Um, you said you're in a legal area. Which uh, which area are you in? In Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah, we got a we got yep. a few team members there. Yes. Yeah, uh, say less. Actually, he's a close buddy of mine. Yep. 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 And uh, so full yeah. outdoor grower, living soil in the 45 gallons. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um, we've been doing. Uh, so we do start with a coast of Maine. Bay Soil, um, which is a local soil company here, that uh, you know it's really great. They they have all kinds of lobster kelps and all kinds of crazy sea, you know, uh, sea creature ingredients or you know all, anything you could really need is, is in those soils. So I I cut it with a Vermont compost um, blend, uh, Jolly Roger blend specifically, and then uh, we fortify that from there. You know, we add, you know, I got all kinds of earthworms in there. I got all kinds of bugs and stuff going. And uh, I, I roll my soil over from, so I, the soil essentially is 10 years old. You know, I mean, I add to it every year. This year, I, you know, I bought, you know, probably a half pallet of Coast of Maine to add to it. But I pile it all up in this 20-year-old compost pile that we have going. And I till that up and just throw compost and do it all throughout the year and check the pH on it, you know, make sure everything's great. And, you know, not, not not too strict, but it seems to do the trick. So do you ever try to do your own composting? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this compost is, is I guess, just this, uh, essentially just our own compost pile that we've been throwing, adding to it. Liming it down. You turn it around and just yeah, breaks it. Yeah, just like the climate here is nice and humid and warm, so it really does break down that anything we throw in there. All our food scraps and shit. I'm a fisherman yeah. too, so I'll I'll even break my fish down and throw it in there. Oh, that that works really well for it as well. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, I've got a composter here that I, I try to do it. My our temperatures here obviously are they're uh they're a little bit lower. So mm -hmm, it doesn't mm -hmm. break down quite as fast, but um, I try to try to use all any kind of food scraps, fish scraps, especially mm -hmm. anything. Like yeah, that. yeah, it's it stinks like crazy, but it's it works great. Lobster. So that's another thing too that I'll actually add. So like each each year, I'll I'll start fresh with a few bags of lobster compost I'll buy from Coast of Maine. They sell that um, individually, and uh, is about uh, what else do I add to it? I do perlite. I do add some uh, pelletized um, chicken shit, I guess, for the, for nitrogen. I prefer the pelletized, and I'll I'll kind of top dress it in. I don't add it to the whole soil blend. I'll I'll top dress it in and rake it in. I like the pelletized because it's slow release. It doesn't just all like dissolve right away, and you can get away with uh, you know, in spacing out a little bit i'll do i'll do the the pelletize like once a month maybe a little bit a little, maybe a little bit a little more when they're getting big but okay keeps them fed and so then, how about uh, uh how about like do you, yeah yep yeah. you add some of that or yeah yep yep i, I have a liquid uh what's the form of it i meant brand uh is it, you have like the great white liquid or 
Yeah, not great white brand, but essentially that uh, Canaline is the brand. Okay. Yep. Yep. So it's so uh, most of your plants are uh, are photo fruits, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my main plot's all photo all photos. Do you have this any, is the uh, first time I I do I do I have some autos going. Um, I got so I was planning on doing two runs of the autos, but I was started a little late. So I'm just gonna do I'm doing a simulation second run. So I timed it out when I should have harvested my first auto run, and then I started these for second. You know, uh, uh, like what do I want to say? Second harvest simulation is what what I'm doing with the autos. Right. So I got those going right now. Yeah, I usually try to do that too. Um, I I throw mine out in my outdoor greenhouse, and I I usually try to time it too. I'll, I can get I can get three grows out of it if I really try. Um, mm-hmm. But for the most part, I usually stick. Really, to you can do three in a season outdoor, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's really cool. That's really cool. Uh, especially if I find some of those faster flowering cultivars. Um, Fast buds is usually one that does it really well in my particular area. Their uh, yep. their genes, their uh, the, whatever they use to breed with, uh, mm. seems to flower fairly quickly for me. It'll actually okay. edge up and fledge wow. uh, flower out pretty fast. Yeah, this is the first time I've actually grown autoflowers outdoors. It's definitely an experiment for me. Out of all the plants, you know, it's kind of a. I've I'm kind of old school when it comes to genetics. I've always just had the understanding that auto flowers were lesser than a photo period as that far as quality. The, that was the consistency. Uh, everybody, everybody kind of said that same thing for a long time. Um, you know, I'm definitely proven wrong. You know, there's definitely been some good smoke. I wouldn't Every, say that I've had I've ever experienced an autoflower that's been top tier quite as good as a photo period like but there's definitely some that are good but really it's hard to hard to match a top tier photo Well period, I you know? uh I would uh I would argue that I've currently all the flower I have in stock is all autoflower and uh, That's awesome. It would absolutely wipe the floor with anything you could find in any dispensary in a 50-mile radius. Of- I, I believe it. I 100% believe that. I really do. This is Liam with Atlas Seed, proud sponsor of the Autoflower Review. For direct access to the best of the best of our genetic library, check out our breeder selection marketplace at www.atlasseed.com. Now to the review. Yep. Now, there, don't is, get me it's wrong. It's crazy how far are- it's come. There are some cultivars out there that grow more um, what I would call hemp style. Yep, yep. Um, but for the most part, I mean, you can't tell the difference between my autoflower bud and, you know, some some bud that's growing yeah. in a, a warehouse that's 10,000 square feet under, you know, HIDs. And being able to get, like, if I was able to get three or even two harvests, and just really just concentrate on the quality. You know, if I was happy with the quality of the autoflower, then I'm be sold. Yeah, for sure. Well, outdoor growing autos outdoor is a 
there is challenges to it especially with the timing like you were talking about mm, one thing that i've definitely found is that the uh the better bud structure and the better uh, uh density bud densities usually come whenever the flowering's taking place mid-july into late july uh, mm. just because that's whenever some of the sun intensity is some of the highest right. and that's whenever your right. summer solstice is going to hit so makes sense um I've done a couple of cultivars uh, of Atlas out there. I did a, a second set of those DWCs, um, and I got some real nice, dense buds. Totally different pheno again. Um, it could have been just a different chemo type because they were outdoors versus indoors, but yeah, something happened there. Um, but yeah, super dense buds had them uh, had them pretty much flowering there into July. Had that uh, those long summer days, so really helped the bud structure. Yeah. That's awesome. How do you like the DWC? I love the DWC. Um, So whenever you're growing, you're growing outdoors uh, in my later seasons here is whenever you start getting the uh, more of what I call like the spearhead type of uh, structures. Yeah. Even even with the good internodal spacing, uh, you'll still get a lot more of like the spear style buds. I guess it's just due to placement of the sun. You know, right. and, and auto flowers. As soon as you hit them with some water, the timer's going. You know, timer is mm. is on. So race against the clock. But that's wild. D- yeah, I'm excited. DWC is fantastic, though. I mean, I I love my outdoor stuff. I love the uh, the greenhouse growing, but man, DWC is just it's so fast. It's so easy. It's insane. It's and... unbelievable how fast like a plant responds in dwc you can you can visually see it happen like you feed them it's insane the growth is just crazy yep i i used to have a indoor setup and i did D, uh, dwc a few years back and uh yeah. you know i had a couple tens and all that and so we had a work. couple of uh we had a couple of nutrient sponsors come on and uh so Mike uses cutting edge solutions. Um, mm. and that stuff. I mean, both of these are, are pretty much exactly the same uh, in in the way that it, they work. But he uses the uh, cutting edge solutions. I've got uh, crop salt, and nice. le- yep. legitimately, uh, we just take a reservoir and you you mix up the food for all your buckets all at once. Yep. Or this is this yep. is how I do it. I think he. Uh, I think Mike does a little bit differently he just tops water or uh fixes the ph unless it needs to be changed yeah i change uh almost religiously once once we really start vegging i just i just change it once a week i just empty them put some fresh water in right uh, you gotta that's the hardest part is yep. cycling all that fresh water all the time that was my that was my problem and where i live i live i had city water here that was that's not that great so it was kind of a problem trying to treat the water correctly and stuff so uh, why I don't grow. I don't grow here. Yeah, our uh, our city water is not too bad. I've got a filtration system for the house um, that I'm able to filter some of that water, so it, it makes yeah. it simple. But we fill up that reservoir, and it's like uh, I don't I don't remember the exact recipe, but you're, you're talking like ten, fifteen grams of part A. You throw that in there, and mm. you mix it up good. Ten, fifteen okay. grams of part B. Mix it up and pH huh. it. Dump it in the bucket, and you're done. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's how I mix up and feed my my plot. I have two. I mean, essentially, they're just fifty gallon trash barrels, and then uh, I mix. I fill both of those up and 
pH the water and you know, mix it with them. Yeah. I use this a uh, couple of different turp teas from uh, Dragonfly Earth. Mm. Um, pretty good, pretty good stuff. Uh, yeah, I've, I've had pretty good results. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah. man. I uh, something as far as those beneficial microbes to use in your grow. Something that I've been using here recently is uh, Hygrozyme. Uh, mm -hmm. Their their products oh. are fantastic. Really. Um, and they actually just sent me out a little sample bottle, uh, one of these little small sample bottles of their Hygro bin. Okay. Um, and that is their beneficial microbes, and I think I'm going to give that a shot. If it's as good as the rest of their stuff, it's been fantastic. Like, their high clean, it's excellent for helping break huh. down any kind of salts in, in my cocoa grow. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, uh, I I try not to do a lot of salt. I'll I will during veg. I'll give I'll make a brew of uh, Epsom salt, um, water, a little bit of baking soda, um, in the water, and I'll I'll brew that up and I'll feed them a light dose of that during like peak veg when they're really just cranking is when I'll give them that and and man what a difference. Yeah, it's insane. You give them just a little bit of salt like that and they just. Ah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What is uh, what is that Epsom salt? That's like uh, was it powdered nitrogen or uh, potassium? Uh, essentially, yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Great. I mean, essentially, half the nutrients you're buying are, are that. You know, they're some sort of form of salt or whatever that they're calling right. whatever. You know, it's a salt of some sort. Salt so weed. We call it. What about uh, training? What uh, what do you do as far as training? You just let them grow natural, or no? Top, yeah, I top. Top. So I, this year with the seeds, I mean, I, if this was a total experiment, because uh, I mean, I shouldn't say it was a total experiment. I just the last past, I'd say, ten years, I've just strictly grown clones of 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 uh, plants that I've known and was comfortable, secure with. And, uh, you know, those plants, I knew how they grew. I knew what they were going to, the, the structure, like, years past, like, messing with them. Like, I know how they're going to react. So I just, those things, like, carrot cake was a big one. I had a GMO cross that I grew a lot of last year. Um, and those things, you can pretty much just beat the hell out of them. Just cut them right in half. Like, whatever you want to do. Like, the more you mess them up, the better for training. You know what I mean? Just the, come fifth node time, just cut that thing right down. Let it grow out, you know, cut it down again. I, you grow them like eight feet wide <laughs> in wow. no time. But this year with the seed, and I had, you know, I had a little bit of a hardship um, in early veg uh, with some weather. They got beat up from a crazy storm we got, and they were trying to bounce back. So, like, I kind of hindered some of my, cro my, uh, my cropping then because I wanted them to kind of bounce back from the damage they took. I didn't want to, like, extra hurt them, you know. And, uh, so I, you know, I, what I do is I pinch them, you know, I, I, uh, I pinch the, the fresh node with my fingers and I crush it down and, uh, I'll take a, a clean razor blade and if you could actually split it four ways, if you want, if you pinch it down real good, you don't cut it, you pinch it and you take your razor blade and you make a slice, an X and you can, um, influence it to sp the split four ways by doing that pretty easily. 
Oh, interesting. Or if you just, yeah, yeah. So you can really train them with, with the with the blade like that. Otherwise, if you just pinch it, you know, it, you could get it to go four ways. Just you might get lucky, or sometimes it goes two ways. You know, you kind of luck of the draw by cutting it or pinching it. You know, but you can really, uh, you know, get accurate with the blade. That's really learn that. Really interesting. What's up? This is Gordy with Cutting Edge Solutions here to tell you about our premium fertilizer products. We make everything dye-free, hormone-free, PGR-free, and sodium chloride-free. Check out our cannabis-specific fertilizers and additives for your next grow. www.cuttingedgesolutions.com and you can find us on Instagram at Cutting Edge Solutions. I've, I've actually heard uh, I've heard of that before. Um, I've actually never seen it done like nobody's ever actually shown me that i guess really yeah know that technique but uh yeah i learned that early i've been messing around with that for a long time well and, uh, you should make a make a video for us and throw it up in our discord for all the listeners to, to check yeah, that out yeah they can see yeah, how to great. do it yeah right yeah it's yeah it's really nothing to it so, so you just take your finger it's for me it's really about selecting the right time to do it i guess is the hardest part you know yeah. When when in the growth cycle, what to do it is the hardest part to decide. Um, like I would have loved to do, have done it to half of these plants earlier. Um, but like I said before, like with the damage they they went through and stuff, I didn't want to stress them on extra. So I gave them a light prune. You know, I just I just gave them a single a simple pinch, and I did cut a couple. But so, yeah, because uh, if you just let them, if you just let them grow. They they grow like a beanstalk. <laughs> they'll go straight up do you use a trellis i do when when you get into flower you trellis them up yep exactly i do i use the uh the mesh the string style trellis the six by six and string it out there actually i'm thinking about adding another layer on top it's a little, definitely a little late to be adding it but i'm going to snake it on there just for some security because these things are beasting they're they're growing a lot taller than I was expecting, honestly. And I did get them just I snuck them through the, the trellis and kept them down a little bit, but um, I'm gonna have to add a top layer on the trellis just to support the buds when they get heavy. Right on, man. Oh, growing some big fat nuggies. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, the plants. They're gonna be they're gonna be nice. Yep, definitely gonna be nice. The plants are like seven seven eight feet tall now, so. So as far as the the cultivars you have, what uh, what what were the strains again? So let's see, I got some. I got a bee leaf strain with the D- divine truffle from bee leaf. Uh, we've got this uh, dragon slayer from green wolf. I only got one of those green wolf. We got a goat genetics. Uh, this is the chai Chee town slurry. That one's doing oh, pretty well. I mean, Chi- yeah, Chi Town yeah. Slurry. I think that one came out yep. of Chicago. Oh yep, Chi Town. Yep. Uh, we got a Mass Medical, um, Anaphylaxis. Mass Medical is always good. I actually just got uh, one of my first strains from Mass Medical uh, a couple months ago. Okay. Yeah, it seems like it's doing well. Um, we got raw genetics, the grape pie. With the uh, z- z- slushy, the z. Mm. Um, yeah, it sounds it sounds real tasty. 
So I'm excited about that one. It's smelling nice. It's got real fat leaves on it. Real nice structure. Um, should be nice for sure. Uh, the Paper Maker Genetics, actually, this one I'm really excited for. Uh, the Manchego. The, this is definitely an indica dominant strain. It's got real fat leaves on it. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's keeping it low. It's not. It's not that stretchy. You know, it's real tight. But it's gonna. It's got a nice sting to it already, and I'm excited about this one. It's something different. And then the Atlas seeds uh, genetics. Uh, we definitely have a bunch of Atlas. So we got the Neon Cowgirl. Um, that sounds good. Yeah, uh, we got the Slurpicane. That one's Ooh. going nice. Hey, Slurricane is uh, one of my favorites. Is it? No kidding. Yeah. That's that must be some kind of a cross there, Slurpicane. Yeah, it's getting big. Well, I'm gonna guess um, it probably has some kind of purple something like. Um, let's see. We got the Fuego's Ma. Ma, yeah, Fuego Mine. That's what we got. That one right there is a weird name, but it's a it's a nice looking plant. This one's actually uh, got real, real nice structure to it. A bunch of tops. I was able to top this one pretty wide. I'm um, probably got about 20, 20 colas on this one. Nice. Um, and peanut butter bomb. I got two peanut butter bombs growing from Atlas. And this one, these are giants. They're monsters. And uh, they're. Total sativa leaning. They got the wrong, real long, stretchy, skinny leaves, and uh, it's great. Yeah, peanut butter yeah. bomb is uh, that. That's a good one. Um, that one I think is based off of peanut butter breath, which okay. I believe um, that mass medical strain that you have the uh, anaphylaxis. I believe that that one is peanut butter breath uh, crossed oh. with crossed with something. No kidding. Yes, yeah, this uh, cross with the uh, deadly sativa. Yeah, so you should have some similarities there at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're, they're real. They're definitely close. It's the other one that's definitely sativa leaning. It'd be interesting to find out if uh, they both have some good uh, peanut butter terps to them. I'm excited for that. I mean, you know, I, that's the one drawback of the you know growing all the same kind of similar strains every year. The clones, you know, it's great because I've had such success and they're you know i know what's going to happen and i've really dialed them in but you kind of get having the same terps and you know you kind of get same stuff all the time you get sick of it so i yeah. you know i sell most of it or... <laughs> you know i've talked about that on the show many many times and those listeners uh know what i'm about to say but <laughs> yeah <laughs> they uh they say auto guys auto flower growers they always have something new so, yeah, it's kind of that's the way to uh, do it. It's kind of the difference, you know. The, the photo right. period guys—they have one thing; they have a lot of it for a little while. The mm-hmm, auto guys mm-hmm. always have something, and it's always something different. So that's that's great, right? That's the best part that's about it: being able to cycle through and just try all these different strains. And true. Great. Unfortunately, yeah, great. you know, if you if you found this just amazing phenotype that just was amazing in flower and it yes. smoked real good, there's no chance you'll ever get to have that exact one again. But the carrot cake is that. If I wish everyone in the world could try it, it is yeah. is the most unique terp and the most unique flavor 
plant you'll ever grow and smoke and taste. It's like Pineapple Express. Yeah, I mean, I swear, if I someone could give me a freaking burnt roach somewhere and I smell it, <laughs> whatever, taste it, <laughs> carrot cake, it's just like that. I man, if you oh. if you're from my area, you know about it. It's famous around here, man. It's something. And uh, unfortunately, it's dead. I don't have I don't have access to the strain anymore. The mother died. I you know it's heartbreaking because it was like, yeah, man, it was, was like a good movie like reference. Tangy. It was like spicy, yeah, spicy tangy is is like a good way to good way to put it. But R.I.P. That's cool. Um, and the last strain that I'm really excited for is the Seedsman Genetics. I have a Seedsman Peyote Wi-Fi. Oh. And uh, actually, I got two of those plants. There's and, a couple uh, of team members I think that have Peyote Wi-Fi. I think I have a I think I have a cut of it in my my seed collection. Actually. No kidding. Yeah, yeah that'll be a good one as well. Now, I'm not sure if this is a CBD dominant one or what, because they they posted something on their Instagram that uh, there's the peyote Wi-Fi CBD, and uh, that'd be great. That'd be that'd be cool if it was. Honestly, I'd be excited for that if it was, because um, I don't I don't believe that I've ever grown. That's actually not true. I did grow a CBD strain last year. I don't I don't know if that particular one CBD, but it might be. Usually they uh they're they're they've been they've had a campaign going recently where they've been trying to like make some different CBD stuff like uh uh I actually harvested a couple months ago I harvested a, a CBG strain uh, that no they kidding. had read yeah it, it huh. wasn't bad um, but that was a new one they also have a THCV strain that they've been working on so no kidding they have a special wow. marketing for it but I don't know I mean it may be a CBD one right right. That's cool though. Best CBD and, that I've ever grown was uh, it was called Pure Red from Sweet Seeds. Hmm. And that thing, man, I, I pressed it into rosin and it came out like uh, this uh, golden red, and it was clear. Yeah, I bet it was like crystal. Yes, it CBD. Uh, that's awesome. That's how you know it's a true CBD strain because when you press it to rosin, it becomes like clear river of just like the it's just. Liquid, they say like, like almost glass. tacky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or like... was it glass? So, yeah. No, that's cool that it's glassed up. So a lot of times it stays like tacky. Oh no no, I mean it was it was it was tacky. I'm talking about it was so see through. It was oh like, so yeah yeah exactly. It's yeah. clear. It comes out yeah, clear it's... always. It's yeah. It almost has like a cherry like a like a cough syrupy cherry taste. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. I love, and I love and, and for the listeners out there, you know that that don't really know all that much about pressing rosin whenever you press a thc strain <laughs> from flour at least um it comes out looking almost um, like earwax like it's it's not see-through it's uh it's right. almost like uh a good cured Absolutely. flour rosin uh comes out like sticky peanut butter yep. yeah that that's about what you'll what it really looks like um and then then whenever you you press a really good cbd strain and you get a you get a good press on it it comes out just crystal clear. I mean, the the clearest. That's nice. Little dab liquid that you could you could. Ah, uh, so good. I'm a I'm a huge rosin fan. That's my primary smoke. Hi, this is Leanne from Hygrosyme. We are manufacturers of all natural, environmentally friendly supplements for your plants. Try Hygrosyme in your grow to prevent root rot. High clean to clean your irrigation lines. 
High Shield for plant immunity and our Hygro Ben, our newest product for yield boosting beneficials. Check us out on Instagram at Hygrozyme or at Hygrozyme for growers and online at Hygrozyme.com. I, uh, I mean, I've been dealing with concentrates. That's that's my uh, my I'd say forte is the concentrates. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I'll I'll be creating most of this in the concentrate this this plot. So do you uh, do of you your own? I do, uh, just for messing around. But I I don't. I, I'll be having it made. Um, but I have a buddy that owns a, a actually like a rosin company. He has a golf top grade equipment. Oh, okay. You take it to a processor, right on. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It comes out top notch. It, what we do is we take live frozen, so I'll cut it down and I immediately freeze it, and then that gets deep frozen, and then it um, next day turned into ice water hash, and then that ice water hash gets uh, freeze dried, and then after it's freeze dried, then you press it in. Press that into the rosin. And then that is uh, the, that that is my goal. That rosin. That is my. That is, uh, just, that is the top smoke. It's so good. That's and really that's just, my roadmap. <laughs> it's the best way to sh- showcase the terp and flavor profile of the plant, in my opinion. People, sure. pe- and and that's very argued, and I, that's fine. Everyone's opinion's fine. You know, that's great. Um, but you know. It's hard. It's hard. To, it's hard to fucking argue that, I guess, because I you, you love. I love smoking a nice bong rip. But I love smoking a joint. I just love the plant. <laughs> you know, there is no best. There is no For best. Sure, there's, just, there's just many. Is best a better way to put it. Many ways. No, to do I it. mean, I I agree with you. I mean, yeah, everybody's got their own opinion. I agree with you though. Um, rosin is definitely the cleanest way to enjoy there your is. plant, and then I yep. think uh, if if you have the options available to you to be able to to do an ice water hash and then and then do hash rosin from that that's absolutely the way to go like i said that's, that's i mean my I, game plan I'm, you don't I'm necessarily need that. top equipment to get to achieve these results either you know you can get yourself a nice um five gallon bucket hash bag system make yourself some nice ice water hash from the live material that you have like it's all about that tech and then you could take yeah. that hash you know you can uh, microplane it down into a powder basically and then here's the problem that most people run into whenever they they do that as home growers um yep the the drying part of the hash is is yes yes uh exponentially harder to dry hash than it is to dry flour yep that's the hardest part that's what that's why that freeze dryer is essential right because it dries it is quickly and then you it's the only way to preserve that same terp <clears throat> profile without it right. if you take too long to dry it then those terps rating most of the terps are uh, volatized and they evaporate out and then the right. whole point of the live part is 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 void so yeah. you gotta keep it at that temperature the, the other issue is is that those freeze dryers generally for like a home home grower model or whatever yeah that you buy from you know, even just tractor supply, right? Mm-hmm, uh, those mm-hmm. things are three thousand dollars, 
right? They sure are. I know. Inaccessible. I know. It's it's something that but, that is it's reachable. You just have to you got to save up. Like I said, it's it's on my roadmap. That's what I got to get next. If I can get me a have you ever, freeze dryer, you can like press, that. but even pressing regular fresh live uh, hash is nice too. That's a nice that's a nice smoke as well. Like non freeze dried hash. So you, you just you mean like just uh, let it dry out, like dry sift or yeah, exactly. Because that's what we've been working on here recently is doing like dry ice style. Um, yep. Put it in yep. like a two twenty bag with some dry ice and freeze exactly. it. Good, take out yep. some dry ice and do it that way. That, yeah, you can uh, have pretty good results. Yeah, that definitely works. Um, you just have to have some strong arms and shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I uh, I was even yep. looking into a little uh, tumbler uh, to to see if see if tumbling would make it a little easier because I could easily put some flour in there and just let it go and come back later. Right. But yeah, uh, that's true. Man, the the guys that are putting these tumblers together, are, apparently they're building them out of gold. The last tumbler I looked at, oh my god, almost a thousand bucks, and that was just for a little Jesus. tabletop version for a home grower. Wow. you know. So yeah, that's a lot. At that rate, you might as well just go for the freeze dryer and hash hash setup, save up. For now, my uh, my flower rosin works pretty well. I like it. Oh, great! Enough, so. It's in right instant results. Yeah, that's one of my favorite problem. ways to smoke, man. As uh, I'll, I'll roll something up, I'll roll me up a big big joint or something, and I'll take some of that flower rosin and just like spiral oh, yeah. it around the outside, and that's that's my go to. So right good. There. Yeah, really. <laughs> Amplifies that joint. Yeah. Gonna, Especially whenever uh, I can kind of mix and match uh, terpene flavors and flavonoids, you know. So right. yeah, I get something like, uh, you know, like a like a more fruity something like field melons, mm-hmm. for instance. Uh, field melons from Crockett Farms that I grew that rolled up in a big joint with uh, some fresh pressed rosin wrapped around of uh, the critical purple. The critical purple oh, is like a grape pixie sticks terpene. Dang, that, that wrapped awesome. around like this this fruity funk of the field melons. That's like those two terpene profiles mixed together in a good smoke, unbeatable. Wow. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you can't. That's that's the best way to smoke that flower rosin. I feel like that's the only downside of the flower rosin for me. Like on my uh, on my nail that I have, I have like a. A quartz banger that is pretty expensive American quartz. Mm-hmm. That it, it does leave a little residue on a bang, the flower rosin over like a, a hash rosin that's put. Yeah, 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 yeah. It it's it will, and and that's that's the thing. That's one of the biggest differences in hash and and flower rosin, right? Um, is flower rosin you're literally displacing the oils from the flower material, so. You're getting the plant, the actual plant fats as well. So the best way that I've ever been able to explain it to people um, that have never tried it is um, imagine like uh, your your terpene smell when you're growing the plant. It's like that flavor mixed with some like canola cooking oil. That is, that's the flavor. Yep. Yeah, that's a good way to explain it. Which yep. is delicious. <laughs> like and whenever, it. whenever you move over to to hash rosin, it's like you you take a lot of that canola oil flavor out, and you're starting to get yeah. a lot closer to just that 
just that pure just melt terpy goodness of hash rosin. Yep. Yeah, I got a nice GMO hash rosin right now that I've been smoking on. It's so good. Just like hot garlic gas. That's definitely the way to go too. I don't I don't know how it is there, man, but hash rosin here is fifty, sixty dollars a gram in the dispensary. Oh, and dispensary yeah, it's a lot dispensary. I mean you can't even get good hash rosin. I mean there's some there's some I guess made dispensaries. Dispensaries are tough though. Yeah. To get like top quality stuff. I'm not going to dispensary to, to look yeah, for it, yeah. you know. <laughs> Me either. Yeah, you can't even buy flower rosin at the dispensaries here. That's just not that's not even a thing. So Right. I guess I it's know. cheaper to just blast it with BHO to BHO. My last so. experience of the dispensary is a local dispensary here. Um so I I I don't go to dispensary ever, you know. I don't you know, I don't, it's not my thing. But my girlfriend likes to go um She'd buy like the random drink mixes and just like stuff like that. She goes in there and just gets stuff. Yeah, would, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, whatever. She, she's going in there, and I was like, you know what? Let's just curious. Let's 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 try. I saw they sold half grams of uh, live flower rosin. And I'm like, you know, what? let's try one. Whatever. You know, it was forty five dollars for a half gram of live oh. live rosin. Holy crap. <laughs> Okay, so I was like, whatever. I knew the price before. I was like, it's, it's got to be good. It ha- it better be good. Like, for that price, whatever. Let's get one. Get one and brought it back. It is the... I took one dab of it. It instantly chazzed the shit out of my nail. Turned the whole thing black. And I and I dab on a... Uh, I have a um, temperature-controlled... Uh, what's it called? Not temperature-controlled. It's, it's a... Thermometer for my nail, you know, it's called a dab right. Oh, so it's yeah, a, yeah. it's the yeah, it's a perfect dab every time. It was a nice cool dab. T- Chaz my nail, and it tasted just like old flower, just like old. I don't even know. It was bunk rosin. It was just poop soup. I was so pissed, dude. I was like, I was so heated that I called the company. I called the the dispensary back. Not looking for my money. I wasn't looking for a return or nothing. I just I just called them and I was like, look. You got to tell whoever's in charge that that product right there from this company is the worst I've ever encountered in my life. Take your grow to a new level with new level hydroponics, state-of-the-art hydroponic systems. The Autoflower Review uses new levels deluxe DWC system that features a Venturi pump which allows water changes into a nearby sink. New level systems comes with everything you need to get going hydroponically with your budget in mind. We thank New Level for sponsoring our featured photo tent and allowing us to show you how superior they really are. Check out their systems at www.newlevelhydro.com. And the fact that that I had that bad of an experience makes me not want to go back to your dispensary ever. <laughs> and this is the response and the response I get from the the worker. I wasn't yelling. I was just like, yeah, I was being nice. And the guy, the, the kid started chuckling. He's like, honestly, bro, he's like, if you want rosin, you're not, get, he's like, you're not getting it from here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, I, I, oh, man, I was heated. And they had an uh, Instagram on the box of, from the rosin company. So here I go. I go on Instagram to send them a message. Just be like, look, this is the worst rosin I've ever smoked. And you charge 45 or whatever the hell. You know, and they never got back to me. 
I'm gonna give it 100 though, and uh, I, I don't uh, mean to offend anybody with this, you know. But uh, butt tenders just they don't they don't know about stuff like that. You, you can't yeah, really, yeah. I, you know, it's not their fault. It's not their fault, but you can't trust their word on stuff like uh, flower rosin, hash rosin, anything <laughs> really top dollar like that, man. Because these guys are working a job as a butt tender. They're probably making somewhere between uh you know 12 and 20 dollars an hour depending on wherever right. they're at and they're not smoking 60 dollar grams no. they're probably <laughs> smoking the 10 dollar gram dabs right. that's what they're exactly yep. <laughs> so you, you can't fault them you know if they're like no. if you're like what's the best rosin they have no clue you know no i didn't uh, yeah i didn't fault the tender i just wanted to fault the company itself for even being a, oh, yeah, yeah. in existence and <laughs> For sure. <laughs> this is a this is an ongoing issue that I seem to have at my local dispensary though, because I like going in for like edibles and stuff. That way, I don't have to I don't have to cook the edibles. You know what I mean? Or candy. Right. You know, I like I like the candies too. My, I'm lucky drinks. there too. I got a, my other good buddies owns a com- uh, edible company, so I guess but, that's uh, another thing I've made. Every once in a while, I'll I'll get a I'll get a few grams of uh, some BHO. Uh, type of type of dabs, um, just from one specific company, just because I know they do a really good job and their stuff is really yep. really clean. Nice. And uh, I, you know, most of the bud tenders now know that I get that one specific brand, and I don't really venture out onto anything else because I don't really mess with any of that. I'd rather just smoke my own rosin. Good call. Yep. Good call. But every once in a while, we have a courageous bud tender that's new or something, and they they try to. They try to shy me away from the stuff that I'm buying because generally I think uh, I think it's usually somewhere between like 21 a gram and like 25 is the general price that I'm paying. Oh, that's pretty and, cheap. Nice. And uh, they're usually trying to like shy me away from that to sell me more. Because, oh, of course. You know they could sell me two ten dollar grams and uh, you know, make a little more profit than selling right. me more expensive stuff or whatever. So. And that's what they know, you know. So they're like, "Yeah, exactly. I, I tried these these two ten dollar grams. These these were pretty decent, or whatever." I'm like, "Eh," but like I said, that's not their fault. It's just it is what it yeah. is. And mm-hmm. I'm picky. I'm a fucking weed snob or whatever. So. Same. Oh man, I'm yeah, same. We all are. If you're listening to this yeah. podcast, you probably are too. You know, that's exactly. Why you're growing right. your own. Welcome, you like good welcome, stuff. fellow weed snobs. <laughs> Come to the right place. <laughs> well, man, before we uh, before we wrap this up, man, I got two I got two questions I ask everybody uh, their first cool. time on the show. First question: you meet you meet a new uh, uh, medical patient, a new uh, home grower. They're uh, they're just now getting started. They're looking for some advice. What advice do you give them to to get going with their home grow and what to look out for, how to grow, whatever? What do you got? I guess my my first advice would be would be to do your own research and get familiar with growing for your get your own knowledge going. You know, do some research, do some reading, look on the internet. You know, just collect all all other people's ideas because at the end of the day, everyone's got a different method, and there's no right or wrong way, really, at the end of the day, to grow this plant. And uh, oh, there's a lot of good ways to do it. So. Kind of like art, 
You know, you got to be an individual and grow it your own way. Whatever, you know, there's definitely guidelines, but I guess, uh, yeah, just do your own research and go from there. Learn. Trial and error is learning. There you go. There you go. Solid advice. Yeah. I mean, as a new grower, you're going to make mistakes. That's exactly. going to be We've a all part of it. it. Yeah. If you don't make mistakes, you will never know how to fix it if you ever do have a mistake. So, 100%. Yeah, Got to learn it some. Second question, man. Uh, same situation, but we're talking about a commercial grower, someone growing to sell to a dispensary. Mm. Um, they're getting started. Um, what tips do you have them for them as a uh, as a commercial grower? What should they do? What should they look at? <sighs> Pests. <laughs> don't ever, don't ever sell any bad rosin to the dispensary. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Make sure you're. <laughs> Don't try to don't try to be cheating. No, don't try to be sneaking bunk product that has nothing with what it is. You know, you know you gotta your quality of product should speak for itself. And uh, I, would, I would concentrate on the quality before the quantity. You'll you'll make it. Because at the end of the day, no one wants to repeat buy junk. So that's my those are my tips. So uh, <laughs> quality assurance then, huh? That's a big yeah. Part. That's right big part of it 100 percent. that's uh you know whenever everything started becoming legal that was the joke is uh, how do you get a job in quality assurance at one of these cannabis bar yeah i don't know whoever's doing the job uh now is i think that we, may, we might need to reconsider <laughs> <laughs> their tolerance is up too high yeah, yeah it must to, be they need to take a tolerance break <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's good stuff man that's good yeah <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Yeah, good shit, man. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm glad to be a part of the team, and uh, this has been great. You know, it's just been a journey of uh, learning some new strains, and getting to know everyone's cool, and you know, well, we appreciate you being a, being a part of the team, man. All right, yeah, likewise, likewise, anytime. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the smoking section. So if you guys aren't already get over to Instagram and follow him, it's, uh, it's wood in wheel farms, all one word, right? Yep. That's it. Yep. Wood in wheel farms on Instagram. That's me. Look uh, for the cool can, cat. You can also jump over to our Instagram, the, the autoflower review Instagram. Uh, he's, he's there. He's one of the team members listed on the right hand side. Uh, he goes by the username Papa Wheel, or Papa Wheelie. Is that, is that how it's said? Yeah, Papa Wheelie. Yep. Papa Wheel. Yeah. So if you want, got any questions for him about his grow, you want to check out his pictures. He's of course listed under the uh, Autoflower Review Team Grows. He's got pictures up of all those uh, girls that we talked about today. Um, and of course, you can always share your grow with us, ask questions, uh, check out products we use, our reviews, all that good stuff. You guys know what to do. Remember to like and add us to your favorites on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, grow for good.